The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 204, recorded February 22nd, 2024. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me and well-lit this time is... Michael Diaz. Well, I, half of my face is lit. Well, that's that's because we don't want to see the whole face. It's like No, it's it's really best. This is my best <laughs> side, which is as little as possible. <laughs> uh, nice Everyone's to see Everyone's happier that way. <laughs> Good to see you, Joe. Drinking some tea. You know, I've got to keep that 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 wonderful throat open and just nice and buttery. There you go. Your radio voice. Well, not quite there yet. <laughs> At the top of the hour, <laughs> we got traffic on the two five. On the nine oh four. How goes not it, a, Joe? Good. Not a crazy week, man. For stuff, at least for me. Um, and, you know, I totally forgot that Bad Batch was starting this quickly. I got caught up. I was so busy doing stuff that I was like, that's right, Bad Batch. So I was really excited uh, that that I got to – we're going to talk about that later. But very happy that we got back with the uh, Star Wars. You know, some people say I don't accomplish much, and those people are usually right. But I watched six episodes of the Bad Batch in the last 24 hours, so there we go. That's an accomplishment. It's, it's less than a movie. Come on. They're 24 minutes. minutes. They're 20 minutes. You're not watching the credits. Yeah, the credits are very long. Like, what is with the eight minutes of credits? Because it takes that many people to do an animated show. That's why it's expensive. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Aren't there small children in China that can do it for cheaper? That's Michael Diaz. (laughs) Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) But, like, seriously, doesn't Foxconn have, like, suicide nets to employ some more? I'm sorry. Still dark. Still dark. Still dark. Still dark. <laughs> I'm joking. Michael Diaz on Twitter. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I realize they take a while and it's fine. I Lots of credits. I like I actually like that there are a lot of credits because I'm watching the episode. I'm like, oh man, I got 33 minutes. I, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. And then 25 minutes, the credits roll. I was like, oh, we're good. <laughs> well we'll get into the bad batch later we've got some news some. i don't know some we can't if it's believable or not I, I don't know uh but some some people are you know some people are saying uh that the acolyte is coming out june 5th in the summer no word from disney this is a rumor and uh we we, we deal in rumors here because we don't have any insight to anyone disney doesn't tell us anything so, but June fifth seems like a weird time for me. Like, why wouldn't it be May the fifth? Like, I don't understand. Or why not 5th. May the fourth? Or May the sixth, as in Sith. May yeah, the Sith. That, works. that would be good. Actually, that'd be pretty good marketing. Yeah. Well, they don't. You know what? What do they know? You should be working for Lucasfilm Marketing, Joe. 
That would be awesome. That'd be a great dream job. Then I'd get blamed for that. Was a crappy marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's your fault. Yeah, totally my fault. (laughs) So, uh, what do you think? June fifth? Are we going to see it June fifth? What's your? I don't know. I mean, we haven't heard much. I mean, we haven't even seen a trailer yet. Uh, So, I mean, June fifth—that's just as good as any other date, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, this. I think it's jumping in front of Skeleton Crew. I thought Skeleton Crew was going to be in the summer, but I guess they got pushed back from a couple of news news cycles back. Uh, I don't know if it's to the fall or to 2025, though. Well, there was the whole, you know, writers and then actor strike, so kind of push things back a bit. That's right. But it's we'll okay. see. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm kind of hoping they give a little bit, like, just some, like, I don't know, backstory web, I don't know, web blogs or something on StarWars.com just to get us a little bit into the high Repu- end of the High Republic to give a little bit of background. Maybe we need it. Maybe we don't need it. But I uh, I haven't finished the High Republic books uh, um, because it's Lord of the Rings' fault. Um, well, there, there are a lot of books already. Oh, yeah. I've gotten through three of them, but there's no whole, I think there's six now. I don't disagree with you in the fact that they should have something almost like a primer of some sort because people like me, I am aware of the High Republic era. I know that this show takes place then, but other than books and comics, we haven't seen it in film or on TV. So for the, I don't want to say the layperson, but some of the more casual fans, uh, they're not going to know what the hell's going on because the TV shows have so far, for the most part, been post Return of the Jedi. Right. In that five, ten year period after that. Right. So they're going like to leave teach I'm, people that or the date is going to have to come up really quick, but people aren't going to know. Like, and that's okay. Like, you may not need to have to know any of it. I right. Mean, I mean, they're going to have to play it that way because they have the numbers on what's sold for High Republic. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, I've mentioned this many times, you know, after uh, The Force Awakens came out and then Rogue One came out, I had so many people like, wait, this isn't, this doesn't come next. When does this happen? Now, again, people like you and me, we know exactly what's going on and we enjoy the films. But some, like I said, not hardcore fans, people that like Star Wars, but they go see the movie and call it good. And I enjoyed that. I can't wait till the next one. Right. Which is why, you know, when we talk Bad Batch later on, they're like, well, I don't need to listen tune it off <laughs> pretty much <laughs> oh boy but yeah if, if it comes i mean i'm all for it i like to see more star wars we're kind of you know after the bad match ends here i mean it's not a super long season uh we'll be getting into that bit more but they they started with three episodes so right away like about a third of the season's kicked out right so it's not going to be around for long and then what like there's no marvel shows coming anytime soon no deadpool and that's it for the year yeah so what's what's the mouse doing i don't know man saving money for the <laughs> i don't know right Iger, good old bobby Iger saving some well, money they are saving money that's something well, i didn't put it in the news but did you hear they sold their uh dvd and blu-ray division yeah well it's because nobody's buying them anymore but Sony, they bought it up. They, they figure people can't buy them. Now, I understand. You're exactly right. People are not buying physical media as much as they used to. It's down. No. 
year after year. But I, I say this not as a hipster. Oh, with your little um, records that you have now? I, I have some records, yeah. I'm um, teasing. I'm, I'm a vinyl person. Michael knows this. I'm throwing shit at him that he could have come back to me with. You know, the, the sad thing is, is being, me being as Dutch as I am, I should have gotten records about 10 years ago when they weren't 20, 30 bucks a piece. Yeah, but if you're buying a good one, this is not a record podcast, folks, but if you're buying, you know, the 180 gram, th- those records didn't, a lot of them didn't have, weren't there 10 years ago. The reissuing a better recording and a better piece of vinyl. So it's fine, okay. but I have a copy of EXX, their debut album. Uh, we bought it seven or eight years ago. It still has this sticker on it. Twelve ninety nine, brand new. Yeah. Hey, listen, you want to talk to Joe Biden about inflation? You go right ahead and do that. That's not my, that's not <laughs> what this podcast is for. Well, part of it is the fact that there's what, not almost no vinyl pressing in the U.S. A lot of it has come from overseas or Canada. Oh, well, Jack White's company. He's trying, but Third he can't man. keep up with demand. No. Anyway, the point is not about records. The point is physical media, physical media. There are several directors. In, in fact, um, what's his name? Um, Nolan. Yes. Oh, I didn't put that in my good geek this week, but Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan is a big proponent. He's like, you know, we did a lot to make sure that Oppenheimer looked great in 4k. I want people to buy it. Yeah. So, I listen, I'm him and hawing. I got to go through, I have Blu-rays. Um, of the key movies that I like, and I haven't bought anything in four years, so I'm behind because I just don't have it hooked up. It's not even, I'm, you know, well, I guess I got my Xbox hooked up over here, but right, we don't watch that. Um, but you know, it's a thought. It's definitely a thought because when these licensings, like, if the licenses stop on, you know, for like Disney Plus something, you know. Then, then what do you do? Like you can't watch. Like if you want to watch it, it's gone. You got you, you know if you really want. It. Like if they stop the licensing the Star Wars stuff, what am I going to do? Can't watch Obi Wan. Like do I buy season one and two of Mandalorian? Because that they just put that out on, on Blu Ray. Well, that's the thing. So, okay, things like Star Wars and whatnot, you're probably safe. But uh, I can't remember the name of the company. I don't know if it was Funimation or what it was. But basically, they did anime, and you could buy anime, and. It, they said you could buy it from us, and if you own it from us, you have it forever. Um, so they went out of business, and um, those people that bought the anime, they're just SOL. So, yeah. I, yeah. now again, that's a, a smaller example. But, yeah, the, the fact is, when it's streaming, even if you purchase it, you're purchasing a license. You're not owner that's streaming so they can snatch at any point in time i still like to buy the physical blu-rays if it comes with a digital copy when i can but the fact of the matter is is fewer and fewer companies are even selling the blu-rays anymore they're harder to find well here's just a little tidbit for the listener don't ever buy digital alone because well, I, even no, even if you even if you bought it digitally, and Apple somehow releases that license, you no longer have it. Correct. Even though you bought it. Correct. For the same price, almost as a Blu-ray physical, you cannot watch it if they if they lose the license for whatever reason. Well, that's 
I do like movies anywhere just for that because it crosses many studios. Yeah. But uh, I own most of the movies, like physical copies of the movies mm-hmm. that I also bought streaming. Not all. Uh, I don't think I own the Deadpool films. Uh, not anymore, but digital. Yeah, I don't. I do not. Anyway. Well, we'll see what happens. Speaking of anime, this isn't quite anime, but... It is in- streaming. It is streaming. Uh, big big show for my my son used to watch all three boys used to watch the animated show Avatar: Last Airbender. The live version is now on Netflix. Uh, to lukewarm, you know, reception, which is sad because I know my son was super hyped. I got to ask ask him if if I'm sure he'll watch it because he's really looking forward to it. But it doesn't look like it's it's what. Uh, the Airbender fans wanted. I, I will give it a watch. I'll see what the first episode. See if it's if it feels uh, interesting or not. Um, but it's out That's there. I don't know if you know anything about the show. I've never. I don't know much. I don't know anything. About I know it. very little other than uh, M Night Shyamalan did a movie a few years back, and people that was terrible. Not for what I hear. Yeah, yeah, but apparently this isn't going to work either. Well, that's too bad. But I don't know. Maybe it's 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 fifty fifty right now from fans, from what I've read. Um. But it looks like an interesting show. Like, I mean, it looks very, um, from looking at the preview, it looks like live action animation. If I can, it's very colorful, um, flat color. Um, but who knows? Maybe it looks slightly shot like an 80s show, but better, better cinematography. But it just has that kind of, I don't know how to explain it, that Battlestar Galactica feel. That's even though it would have been 70s, I guess. But, Right around there. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Has a certain aesthetic. Yeah. So, yeah. It's coming out. Are you going to watch it, Michael, or no? Not at all. Because <laughs> if you watch that before you watch Daredevil, I'll be pissed. No, I, I've i never watched the original anime, you know, or animated series, however you want to call it. Um, That's before my time. Before my time? After, sorry, that's after my time. <laughs> I am that old now. Yeah, wait. Things have come out, and I'm like, no. Like, Pokemon, Yu Go Oh, or whatever the hell that is, Avatar. I don't watch any of that shit. All right. Well, well, this next shit is yours. So, what do you, what do you, well, it's not mine. I do not claim it. It's just news. But, uh, Gareth Edwards, fresh off the creator, has now, uh, in negotiations, advanced negotiations, and most likely will be directing. The fourth Jurassic World movie, which everyone is clamoring for. Yeah. Not at all. God. What a waste of time and money. But apparently, I mean, the last one made a lot of money, but I guess because they brought a lot of people back, so it kind of had that nostalgia. I didn't even see it. Um, there's there's nothing more you can do with this, this franchise. You see, okay, I, I agree it's hard to do something well with this franchise at this point. I'm not saying you can't do anything more. Um, let's face it. The best one is Jurassic Park. Okay. Even the second one is okay. Um, let's just say like, okay, there's nothing new to any of these stories. It's not like what, I, like I really dig in what they've done with, I haven't seen the, the latest, that Godzilla. What is the movie that, that everybody's talking about? The, the newer one. Oh, um, Godzilla minus one. Minus one. Um, but I did watch Monarch and I like how they turned it into kind of a, 
um, figure it out show. You know, it was right. I, I really liked the show. They found a way to weave in Godzilla through a family um, spy type, not spy, but something like that. Where where there's well, yeah, hidden both Snake Plissken and U.S. agent in it. Yes, exactly. Playing exactly different versions of the same character at different ages, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's Snake Plissken in this, but no, no, you know what I mean. It's it's Kurt Russell and his yeah, son. Yeah, it's Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt. But I thought you're you're comparing it to the character. From no, I was just using character names for the... <laughs> just messing got around. Got it, got it, got it. So yeah, but I mean, it's it was they found a way to make it interesting, and I don't. They're, they're going to have to Gareth Edwards aside. Um, they're going to have to. I don't know what they can do. People have to die like real actors. I don't know. Well, okay. So first off, the talk is that this is an entirely new story with a new cast. Fine with that. No, I heard it was going to be all of them coming back again. I hope not. I hope not. Because I'm going to fully, okay, I fully admit. For me, Jurassic Park, the very first one, loved it. I actually really liked the first Jurassic World movie. I thought it was fun. It was the first Jurassic Park movie since the first one that made me jump again. Um, You know, the the whole scene is now iconic, you know, with the the T-Rex coming and the stomping and the ripples in the water and then this eyeball and they shine the light and all that. That is fantastic film, right? And it builds the tension. In Jurassic World, I I admit it's not as good as the film, (laughs) but... When they were talking about how this new, you know, genetically modified dinosaur, you know, to get more sales and tickets because she had to go to the extreme. Um, when they said that that one, they used chameleon parts on it or some chameleon DNA. And there's a scene where a guy walks up, he's right there. All of a sudden, there it is. I actually jumped. Now, I get that these are not on the level of like any kind of slasher film or Jaws or anything like that. But I still jumped and I was surprised. I was like, holy cow. I was not expecting that from a Jurassic Park. You know, I I, I met Jurassic Park 2, you know, The Lost World, and then the third one, which was, eh. They, they became very formulaic. So I expected it, Jurassic World to also be formulaic. And it is to a degree, but it still got my attention. That said... Jurassic Worlds two and three, fucking terrible. <laughs> well, I just want them to if they're going to do something, do something different. What, maybe it's in the future where it's almost Planet of the Apes like, where it's just trying to live around them, almost right. going backwards in time and becoming more cavemen because they have to fight these. Well, they weren't around at the same time, cavemen. Well, they did so. try to do a little bit of that in the third movie, trying to because you know in the second movie a lot of the dinosaurs got got out, so. You know, the world was changing that there were dinosaurs in different areas living in the wild. They should make it where the dinosaurs make humans. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's so far down. I'm just saying that, that last final one where they brought the two casts together. I didn't watch it. I didn't care. Well, okay. In my defense, I watched both Jurassic World 2 and 3 years apart on separate work trips on planes so the best the place reason, to watch that movie yeah <laughs> i like inch, three inch screen well more like i didn't have to pay for it 
like Jurassic World 2 had already come out and had already been kind of savaged. Um, right. So I was like, you know what? I'm not paying any money. I'm stuck here for the next three hours. Let's make it worse. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I, I, my plane landed and I still had a good 10, 20 minutes left to go. I didn't bother watch the rest of it. It was that bad. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I just don't. Uh, I watched the third one on a plane as well. Saw the whole thing, unfortunately. All I have to say on that one is, you know, what people really, really want out of a dinosaur movie is giant locusts. Yeah. Just didn't work. I, I don't know. I didn't see it. So, Gareth, is said, gonna, you think Gareth is going to pull this together like he pulled together uh, uh, Rogue One? Well, you got to remember, Gareth Edwards also did the very first, well, the, the, the latest first Godzilla movie that got that series rolling. That was the one that had uh, Breaking Bad. What's his name in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It also had, you know, uh, uh, Brian Cranston. Sorry. That's who I was Yeah, Brian to. Cranston. It also had, oh, I can't remember his name, Johnson, uh, the guy that, uh, the guy that was Quicksilver in the Marvel Universe. And then in this movie, in that movie, right, his wife right. was, uh, one of the Olsen women. He did that one. And he also, but before he did that, he did a movie on his own called Monster, which was about Kaiju in Mexico. Uh, and that got all kinds of acclaim because they shot it for almost nothing. And it was scary and good. And that's kind of what launched him into Godzilla. So, you know, I wouldn't count. It's his genre. It's his genre. It's his, it is. And I wouldn't count him out. I've, Rewatched about half of the creator at this point. It looks it looks good. So if, I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't write a script all on his own. I don't know. Um, this has potential. I, I don't. I'm not a betting man, and I'm not going to bet anything of value. But you know, as picks go, the, the guy that he's replacing is David Leitch, who I don't know if you know is uh, one of the uh, directors from John Wick. He okay. also did um, Atomic Blonde. Uh, he did Bullet Train. So he is super, super action. And obviously uh, not doing this film now. But All right. Well, we'll see. And I don't know what this last one is. This is some Michael thing. I don't know. It's not a Michael thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to know. So Mickey 17, uh, movie coming out. It's uh, uh, Boon Jong-ho who uh, is a fantastic filmmaker and was launched into the stratosphere with his best best uh, picture-winning film, Parasite. This is his first movie after that. And it's a fun, lighthearted sci-fi romp. I know this only because it's based on the book Mickey 7, which is about a guy who uh, he basically signs up to be an expendable. Um He's with a crew that's going to colonize and terraform a planet. They uh, they usually bring an expendable, someone that can do all the life-risking work. Because when they die, they take their body and put it into the... Basically, it's like a, a human compost machine, right? You put them back in and it re- recycles the protein. And he, they do a brain scan and, and capture your memories before you do this horrible work. Jeez. So when you die... You come back with those memories right before you died. And the reason he would be in this particular movie, 17, is because he is the 17th version of Mickey. Uh, the 16 others have died. 
And, and they the do copies, that because and if the copies of each other are bad, then it'll be he'll, he'll look like Mickey Rourke. Then <laughs> it'll be like uh, that's funny, actually. <laughs> really uh, but no, um, the gist of this is, you know, because metal is a precious resource, and you know you can send someone into a place that's got tons of radiation fallout, and they won't die necessarily immediately, so they can go in and turn something off. Whereas if you sent a robot in there, it would be destroyed and they couldn't retrieve it later and because it'd be covered in radiation, which you can take the body, cover it up in lead, dump it in the recycler, and hey, the next day you've got another Mickey. So, a fun concept. Uh, the gist is, and I'm not ruining anything because it's the whole gist of the book, is that there are no never allowed to be two of the same clone ever at one point in time. Uh, so something happens where Mickey gets injured uh, he's left for dead, somehow gets back to the base, and there's the next Mickey. So they both can't exist, and that's where the conflict comes from, and it gets hijinks do, ensue. So do you think Mickey they'll 17. get the uh, Tony Basil song to uh, as the theme? <sighs> nice, nice. I don't think so. That would be funny, though. I'm sure they'll put it in the movie somewhere. Probably. Probably. Alrighty. Well, that's, you know, that's it for news. I didn't see anything else that was worth mentioning, uh, in, in the places I look, uh, but you know, Hey, can't have great news every week. That's right. But you kind of great our geeks this week. I, I, I'm going to get to mine. I watched it last night. It's a movie in the night. I think it was made in the nineties. It might be 96, 97. I can't remember. I remember uh, that movie. That's called fire in the sky. And it's allegedly based on a true story in the 70s of a gentleman who gets um, pulled into a spaceship. And the first half of the movie is like a mur- they think they murdered him. Then he comes back and you kind of eventually is revealed what he went through torture wise. And um, this this movie came out in the height of um, X-Files was going on. There was a whole rejuvenation of area uh 48 or whatever. What's that area? Is that right? 48, 58? I don't know. Area 51. 51. That's what it is. I don't know where 48 came from then. Uh, so area 51, it was, that was a big thing for a while. And oh, yeah. from, from the night. So this movie came from that and uh, from a person's book and uh, you know, long story short, they all took lie detector tests and passed them. Um, so it's, you know, kind of that thing, but they showed, uh, it was pretty good, but it's, it really holds up. Movie holds up a because when they did it, it took place in the seventies, so it's period piece, right? So you know it does. You know, it's there's no tech problems because they tell you it's nineteen seventy five, seventy six. So as long as it works there, uh, so it, it doesn't feel dated. The special effects, the ship was not very good, but the the aliens were really good, um, and what they put them through and. Um, pretty, you know, putting the needle in the eye and all this stuff that happens. Like, there's some. It was pretty scary. It's, but it's a good movie. It's a. It's. I'm glad I watched it again. I don't, we were just flipping around HBO or Max, whatever the hell it's called, and I'm like, oh, I remember that. Let's just throw that on because you just can't. I, you know, you're looking around to find something. Yep. You're like, what the hell? Throw that on, and I did. And it's. Uh, it was coming off my. I've been thinking about Close Encounters a lot since that episode, and I thought, oh, this would be good to to throw back on DB Sweeney. Oh yeah, Robert Patrick's in it too, isn't he? Yes, he is, and he looks so young. Because I'm watching Reacher too. I I didn't put that on here, but Reacher, he's in Reacher, the the second season of Reacher, and he just does not look. He looks like a different person. 
Well, the funny thing is, I think that movie came out in 93? That's 31 years. More time has passed since the movie came out than the event that they're depicting. <laughs> Was it 93, not 96? Uh, let me see. Fire in the Sky. 1993 American biography science yep. fiction mystery film. Yep. James Released Garner in it. March 12th, 1993. Yeah. Holy crap. So that is 30 years ago. What <laughs> of a sitch. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Time stops for no man, Joe. Yep. 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 Yeah. I think it's something that I just walked, saw. Like if they were to make the Wonder Years now, it would be about 2003, not the 60s. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's you it know. for my geek this week, other than, you know, reading when I can and that kind of stuff. So, Well, I didn't put it on here originally, but I was reminding reminded of it as we talked. Uh, I finally saw Oppenheimer. Saw it at home, so I didn't get to see it on the big screen. Good uh, movie. It was really good. I loved it. Yeah, it's very good. Don't know that I'll ever watch it again, but I loved it. Yeah, I don't know if I need to. It's kind of like. You know, it's it was good. It was very good. They fucked him. That's for sure. Poor guy. Uh, you know, good scientists all get messed over. Yeah, but really enjoyed that. Um, I also, uh, it's funny, I started this book, A Psalm for the Wild Bill. I think I mentioned it several episodes ago. I started it at the beginning of, beginning of December. I think I read seven pages and then set it down. And then the holidays happened. So I was just busy and I completely forgot about it. So it's not a diss as to the quality of the book. I just, I read a lot when I, right before I go to sleep. So I remember getting in bed going, Oh, I'm going to start this book. Read seven pages, got really tired to set it down and then forgot about it for two months. <laughs> uh, I picked it back up uh, just this week and within less than 24 hours, I, I finished it. So oh, there you go. That said, it's only 147 pages, so it's not like I'm some fancy, awesome speed reader. It's a novella. I really liked it. It's a good book. It's almost like a, a parable of way in ways. Okay. Um, there's. It's all about this person that uh, they are a monk, and they meet a robot, and no one has spoken to or really seen a robot in the last 200 years. Um, so they have a lot of discussions about what is life, what is death. And so while they're having a little adventure, it's a lot of like philosophical discussions, but it's interesting. It's not like shoved down your throat. It's just two people having an honest conversation, but it's, it's really quite engrossing. And uh, I'll just say, I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading the second book. Apparently there's only two in this uh, uh, little series. It's also only, I think it's 150 pages. So I'll be picking that up after I finished Making It So by Patrick Stewart. Still trying to get that done. I think I mentioned that months ago. But you're now listening to that, aren't you? No, I'm reading it. Oh, I thought you were listening to it because he was doing the voiceover. Maybe I should listen to it because maybe... Uh... Of all the things to listen to, I would rather... And I'm not a big audiobook person. Well, as, I, actually, let me rephrase that. I'm 100% great with audiobooks, but don't tell me you read the book. You listened uh, to it. I saw we've had this. Book. We've had this. It's, no, because you're not reading. You're listening. It's, it's a different act. It's like saying, it's like saying um, when I throw, I'm actually catching. No. no. You're either throwing something or you're catching something. It, it's literally that the same. So you are listening to a book, and there's nothing wrong with it. 
I'm not equating it to a negative. It's just different. Um, different experience, different way of remembering things. Cause you will remember something more when you read it with your eyes and you just do listening. It's different. Yeah, but it's different. I still mark it as a book in Goodreads. Yeah. That's cause you just want credit. Um, but if any book I would listen to would be Patrick Stewart's come on. No, you make a good point. I remember, um, shit, almost 10 years ago now when I, when I bought my car, I, I flew out to DC and drove back. I bought my car in DC and drove it back. And I think I've mentioned this before. And I loaded up my, my phone with podcasts. And if ever Patrick Stewart is on a podcast anytime, I instant download because I can do, he can sit and read the freaking mailbook, mailbook, phone mailbook. mailbook. (laughs) I was trying to, well, I was going to say phone book and then realized, well, does anyone even know what a phone book is anymore? I mean, unless you're of a certain age, but I would, I would, so I was going to say, listen to him, read his mail. So mail book in my head. Um, yeah, I listen, listen to him read just about anything or say anything. He's just, I love his voice. He's such a great storyteller. Maybe I should get the audiobook because I am not making fast progress on this book. It's just like this other person's book that just came out that would, you'd want to listen to it before reading it. What other book? It's by that man, Billy D. Williams. His book, What Have, <laughs> what, what have We Here? I would have said It's coming out February 2024. Might be out right now, actually. But he's on oh. a book tour right now. Uh, I think he's got a cover. I think it's Lando that's on the cover of the book with, with uh, the wow. old What else is he got? I mean, most people know him as Lando. I realize he's had a long, distinguished career. Right. But they're not going to put put a picture of him from Modern Family. No. So. No. But he did play Walter Payton. I understand. <laughs> I think he was in a movie with Stallone, too. I can't remember. Nighthawks? Was he in Nighthawks? Yeah, I think he was in Nighthawks. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Anyways, I'm sure he'll do the audio. Who's in no, Batman? It was Harvey Dent. Come on. Right? He was in the first Batman as Harvey Dent, right. yes. But right. it was the plan was for him to become Harvey Dent a few, couple of films later, and he really has very few scenes in Batman. Right. But right. yeah, making it so by Patrick Stewart, and then after I uh, finished the uh, the other book, I jumped back into playing Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. So that's my geek stuff. And you're playing that on the Switch? Yeah, I love it. Is it big enough? I feel like, isn't Wolfenstein like a small graphics, or am I thinking of the wrong thing? Oh, the original Wolfenstein was very much like, uh, oh, um, what was it? Quake and Doom. Oh, a first person shooter? Yeah, but they're, you know, very limited. Yeah. They've now, it's got quite a story. In fact, the cinematic cutscenes are almost too long at times. Like, I'll finish a level. I mean, is it good for a Switch screen? I mean, a bigger screen would be kind of cool, but I'm I'm not I don't feel inhibited by the switch screen. It's it's hard sometimes when someone's shooting you from a distance and you can only see this little speck. And do you um, play that with or without your glasses? Uh, actually, without That's because right. I hold it like this. <laughs> you know me, I'm not no. getting bifocals, so yeah. When I play, I literally take my glasses. Boom. No, I when I on. play, I have to do that too because you, I don't want my head. You, you're you just get neck problems. Because you're looking down on the, like, it ain't worth it. You got to take him off. Yeah. I just wanted to show the, the people out there that, you know, Michael does, want, doesn't want to be old, but he is. No, no. I recognize that I am old. 
Got it. I just refuse to get bifocals. <laughs> oh, boy. The things that the swords he falls on are just the strangest ones. Um, all right. <laughs> Speaking of strange, if you want to help out the show, check out patreon.com slash kybercast. And you can help out the show from a monetary basis if you'd like uh, over there. So patreon.com slash kybercast. Give it a try. Uh, all right, Michael. Star Wars is back. The Bad Batch is back. Or is the Batch is back? Isn't that a, that's a song that we should get? made from yeah batches back that's right uh three episodes given this week to to get it back on the on the docket was confined paths unknown and shadows of tantis uh did you get a chance you did watch them right we're talking you got through them you didn't like say hell with it yeah as i said okay we we talked about this yesterday i realized just yesterday that the new season had started with three episodes I messaged you and you're like, I'm already two episodes in. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, that's going to be our uh, episode this week. Uh, yeah, so we'll I, talk about it every week until it's done, but not maybe yeah. not our main topic, but it'll be there. Right, right. But uh, my first thought was, holy shit, I don't think I finished season two. And I have to admit, I think uh, at least one of our listeners, I think, reached out to me at some point months ago and was like, you really should finish season two. It's really good. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Well, you want to you want to give a slight recap before we get into these few episodes since you watched the last few episodes of season two. How how did how did because I I'm sure I talked about it last year, but how did it leave you before you started season three? Actually, um, so the last three episodes of season two are tripping or sorry, tipping point, the summit, and plan ninety nine. Right. I watched them all uh, yesterday in a flurry, and I have to say. They really ramped up the end of the season. Yeah. Um, now, I if you remember last year, I made I made a, and I was wrong, but I made a prediction that Plan Ninety Nine was to execute the clones because you the did Plan Sixty Six, and that did not happen. It, and it did not happen, which I think I was still better, but it did not. Um, happen. <clears throat> obviously, I, you know, I I like the series. I, I enjoy the series. Um, I think I like season one most so far, Mm -hmm. but um, part of the reason I trailed off on season two is because there were a couple. There was a lot. There was like three or four fillers that were just not that great. Right. I I, I was hesitant to call them fillers because they did kind of, you know, push the storyline ahead. But yeah, they weren't the best and they, they kind of slowed things down. Right. So, you know, at the end of, uh, uh, the fourth, the last episode, I think that'd be episode 13 of the season. I think that's when Crosshair kills his uh, commanding officer. So then he's arrested and that's yeah. where we kind of get into. That was a good point. episode, man. It was, it was. So I won't go too far into those three episodes, but just say it ramped up and it ended on a high note. That said, um, when Echo came back, Echo showed up with what, Easy Eye or Azzy or whatever they call him. Mm-hmm. Echo shows back up and I'm like well they kind of got rid of Echo because him and Tech are very very similar right Tech's the guy that you know would hack into things and oh I'll turn off the yeah. security and I'll do this but he was also very um, by the book he was he okay. was um, but uh, 
you know, Echo does a lot of the same things, only he, because he's part cyborg, he's kind of like bringing an R2 unit or something with you. He right. can just plug in and he disables security. He does a lot of the same stuff. So I, I don't know, in that 15th episode when Echo's going to leave, and I don't remember the woman's name, um, but she makes a point of like, oh, you didn't say goodbye. No, did you need a briefing? And she was obviously like, you know, don't go mess around with any pirates or anything like that. And he's like, well, I don't think that's going to happen on this mission. He's very dry and to the point. He doesn't realize like, oh, she is into him. Right. So I'm like, he's dead then. I mean, I, I, I this is coming a mile away. <laughs> Echo's back. Here is this sudden love interest that no one saw coming. And he's dead. And of course, he did die. Teak. Tech died. Yeah, Tech. N- not Echo. No, not Echo. Sorry. Yeah. So the writing was on the wall. So when he made his, you know, heroic last stand and, you know, sacrificed himself for the Is team. Is he dead, though? We'll see. We'll see. Wait, I it mean, is a cartoon. I don't want to say I hope, but don't bring that drama that always brings somebody back. Like, there should be a lot. Like, I don't expect any of the Bad Batch to live through the, this stuff. Right. Well, we're down to two team members now. What? No, there's more than two. Well, I mean, well, Echo. Echo. I mean, but he's not really with him. He's out doing other missions right now. He's it's Crosshair. Out. Yeah, but Crosshair hasn't rejoined the team yet. What I'm saying is, no, but I mean, is, there's bad batchers alive. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Maybe they might so, really enjoyed how the second season ended. Jumped right into season one or season three with episode one. Um. I have to say, out of the three episodes that premiered, mm-hmm. episode one of season three is my favorite of the three so far. I feel they worked so close together that that was a good reason to put three of them out there. Because you basically you set up, you know, here's where Omega is, here's where the rest of the Bad Batch is, and here's the plan. Yes. So it was a very smart way of doing it. And the first episode was like a mini film. I don't know how to explain it. It was just, you don't expect cartoon animations to be slow. That's why this is really good. Cause it's not, it may be animation, but it's not treated like animation. Agreed. It's just not, it's, it's very, very cinematic. Um, for, for a 20 minute show, there's certainly a lot happens. You've, you covered time. You, you know that by her hair growth to ponytail, you know, from short to point. So it's, it's been months, not not weeks. Well, and you can also see that the way she's crossing off the days. I yeah. mean, you yeah. look, she has been there months. Right. So you, you've got a good time change to kind of bring that up. The, the daily life, the routine. It's almost like Andor. A little, little bit of Andor in the in the prison, right? It's very, very, yep. very uh, uh, consistent across platforms. Yep. Um. I find it interesting that, you know, you've got like the empire who just wants to control everything, like you know, like, like pure control, no, nothing organic, nothing this and that yet. They can't fix the plumbing. There's still drips in the same. Oh yes. That, that kind of led you to her. It's like, it's like, you know, even it's kind of like nature finds a way like to break things. So it's just a, a, a slow drip of, the rebellion trip trip like it's like you know i don't know how to explain it other than like the 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 emperor wants so much control 
that you just you, you they still can't even control just the water. Well, no, it, it it is a good metaphor because you can't hold water, right? Like right, water. Like you said, the empire is trying to squeeze their fist as tightly as they can to prevent any kind of dissent. But the water, even if you know the water is going to leak out, you know the rebellion is going to leak out. It's going right. to happen. You can't control everything, right? And you know, you know, and and that episode, uh, all the shit that they're going through, yet she's still hopeful. Omega is an interesting character. I, I have to admit, when she first showed up in season one, I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, it's fine. Uh, it was clearly obvious that she was going to be force sensitive and all that, blah, blah, blah. You haven't said that, though. Mm, yeah, I remember in that, uh, I don't remember what season one, season two, when she uh, she used the force. I don't remember recall that at all. There was uh, an episode where she was stranded by herself and. Uh, there was a, a wild creature trying to get her, and she used the force to basically stop it. Hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, she's used the force. It's fine. I mean, but realizing that her, you know, she's building. Why is she gathering this hay while well, she's making her own? Do- like she's trying to, she's trying to find ways of hope. Yes. Um, she doesn't quit. Uh, she's tries to be even befriend um i don't remember that uh amari emory amari and she's like her sister clone is the only other female clone yeah i don't i don't like her i don't know where she is yet yet i think she's in the middle well she turned her in turned the blood in but well that's later on but right but even in that first episode was it that first episode i think so did, did Crosshair try to escape in the first episode or was that the end of season two? End of season two. Okay. But did she not give him the gun? I think so. Or was that all set up just to show that he really I think could it, not escape? I think it may have been set up. To break That's the only him. thing I can think of because she was not punished in any way. So I'm like, right. I, I think based on Hemlock and his evil ways, I think, yeah, that was a setup for him to show there's no escape, so don't even try. I gotta remember who does his voice. It's a very interesting voice. Well, that's one thing I will say about the show that I really do like, um, and it's it's all in the voice acting. Every once in a while, someone comes out in a movie or a TV show. You're like, I hate that person, and that's a testament to that actor or actress. Uh, but one of the best classic examples is Nurse Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Right. Um, I mean, there are other examples as well, but that's the first one that came to mind. And this guy, Dr. Hemlock, I don't know who does his voice, but I, I'm going to tell you right now. And I know who he is, but I didn't know. I don't know him. His name is Jimmy Simpson. Don't know. Yeah, you do. He was on, he, he plays Liam McPoyle and always funny. And, you, you know who this is. Sonny in Philadelphia. Oh my I, God, him? Yeah. I know he was in. Uh, he was on Black Mirror, the uh, the episode I can't remember the name. The one that was basically a Star Trek spoof. He was on that. Uh, right? Yeah, he's well, he's he's always sunny. He was in Psych, Breakout Kings, The Newsroom, House of Cards, Black Mirror, Pachinko, The Man Who Fell from Earth. Uh, let's see what else. He's in a lot of stuff. 
If you saw his face, he's one of those that guys. Yeah. Oh, that guy. What's his name again? Jimmy J I M M I Simpson. I'm looking for him right now because I just want to make sure it's the right guy. Yeah, you'll know when you see him. Oh, that's Jimmy Smith. I looked up the wrong guy. Not Jimmy Smith. That would be <laughs> Bale Organa. That's Bale Organa. Still Star Wars. Oh yeah, that's exactly. He also uh, had a bit role on um, How I Met Your How I Met Your uh, Mother. I'm sure he had a lot of bit roles. Yeah, he's been so, in yeah. everything. I yeah. love this guy. But I didn't know that was a, it's a great voice. For oh this. my god, that is such a revelation. He yeah he is. So kudos to him. Yes, he plays a fantastic creepy person on uh, <laughs> on uh, It's Always Sunny as one of the McBoyles McBoyle. But wow, I did not realize that was him because I hate that guy. Yeah, we're like, supposed to. Well, I understand that there's there's characters you're supposed to hate. Like you're supposed to hate the emperor. I get that. And he's an evil. And yes, he's got a great voice too. But I'll say this. The sad thing is this is how you want to feel when you see Thrawn that they didn't quite execute in Ahsoka. Yes. Yes. I don't know why. Maybe they'll figure it out in Ahsoka season two, but they, he just lost his edge. Because they're, they're, he was wearing a girdle. <laughs> I don't know about that, but maybe well, I, I, I don't. But I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that this is all leading to. The, I mean, he's in Tantus. They're, they're on Tant. That, that is part of Air of the Empire of Clone. So, so that that is a callback to Thrawn. Okay. Um. So obviously Thrawn's gone at this time. No, he's not gone at this time because the rebellion hasn't happened yet. So no, Correct. he's he's around somewhere. So I wonder Making if his way up the ranks. Well, I wonder if he'll be in Bad Batch by the end. Now that I think about it, like maybe this guy Hemlock doesn't make it, and we have to bring in somebody stronger, and that would be Grand Admiral Thrawn. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, but by the end of Episode one, season three, you kind of know where Omega is, what her life is like, the friends she makes with the dog thing. I forget, whatever. Batcha. Batcha. Batcha? Batcha. A lurka hound? Yeah. yeah. What's it called? A lark? Lurka. Lurka. Is in, they live on the second floor. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. What a terrible Gen X joke. I love it. I love it. Uh, only those will know that get it I'm not going to explain it if you know you know if you know you know uh, so and then it goes into episode two where you're kind of trying to find out what Hunter and um, uh, Wrecker Wrecker all right and they're looking for her um, that was a kind of nice throwback when they brought in the pike yeah 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 that was a good opening it was a great opening and I, I, I have to admit, I forgot. I thought they got captured too. So at all of episode one, I was like, "Where are Hunter and Rector? Why aren't they showing them?" <laughs> then I was like, "Oh wait a second. I Even though I just watched it the day before, I went back. And went, oh yeah, they didn't get captured. They got away. She only got captured. Correct. All right, we're good. Correct. And um, and they run into. They go to this planet. I don't know what the planet is, but they're looking for. After they get the information from 
Angelica Houston or whoever that uh, that's who played the voice of the the queen lady. Was it uh, really? Yeah, she was great. She was great. Um, and then they go to this planet to look for information uh, for a computer, and they can't get to it. And they run into three clones that were abandoned from Hemlock's prior clone base. I guess you'd call it clone testing or whatever you want to call it, base lab. And what's interesting is these new clones, just like they left us, they don't, you know, there's no, there's no loyalty amongst us even. And they they find out that these guys are looking for their own and it kind of changes the perspective of uh, these young boys. Uh, One of them played by Daniel Logan. Do you know who that is? Why does that sound familiar? He's the, he's the young kid Boba Fett from Attack of the Clones. Yep. Yeah. He's not probably a young kid anymore. He's no, probably he's in his thirties, right? He's not, but he's got a high voice still. Nice. So he can get away with it. I think he played Deke. Was it Deke? I don't know. One of those guys. Uh, Zeke, Mox, and Stack. Zeke. Maybe he was Zeke. Second um, episode was fine. I mean, I like, like I said, I thought the first episode was the strongest, but it was good. To see where Hunter and Wrecker were and what they were doing. And I, I did like that, yes, they encountered other clones and that it, I like that it wasn't just a quick, oh, we 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 did this job and we brought you the pike and now you gave us the right coordinates. I love that it wasn't a straight shot, like now we're going off to rescue Omega. No, there's some more steps along the way. Yeah, we'll find out they won't even get a chance. That's gonna be interesting what yeah. happens. But uh yeah, I, I just thought that the it was a really good episode of of Seeing the Bad Batch, you know, finding out where they're at and how how much they're willing to go through. But at the same time, they're all kind of like, maybe I'm wrong, but they all seem just a little off. Like, like Wrecker is not wrecking things. Hunter's not quite as intense, you know. Right. Uh, Crosshair is not himself. Like, they're all being broken down. Well, I think that mirrors what, what they're trying to do. And the fact that even Wrecker, who is played as, you know, the tank, the He's dumb Hulk, tank, right? right? Even in episode two, they're like, um, we can't go after Omega without a backup. Right. Last time we went into something without a backup, there was one less of us. Right. And I'm like, that's fucking Wrecker saying that. It's growth. Exactly. Right. And they've been growing towards this for a while you know they want to make home uh, i can't remember the name of it but the ocean planet that's where they're taking the kids yeah they took the kids, kids off there. to mackinac yeah. island uh pabu isn't it sure i i'm i don't know you know wikipedia <laughs> i said mackinac island is what i said that's funny pabu i think it's called yeah. anyway and they're even having these discussions about you know there's things other than soldiering Yes, I get that we're clones and this is what we're built to do, but the war's over. It's on us to figure out who we are when we're not soldiers. And it's good to see even Wrecker kind of going through that, uh, the mental, I don't know, the acceptance, the whole mental process of recognizing, you know, charging into stuff and destroying things and wrecking stuff and blowing stuff up. That's not all we are. Right. So... Maybe that's why they feel off. I don't know. Possible. It's possible. 
but it's just something I was trying to pay attention to. It's like, oh, okay. Maybe they'll all be themselves again. Maybe they'll all die off one by one. Who knows? I kind of hate for them all to die. I, at this point, I want to see them get a happy ending. I don't know that Crosshair will get one, but I'd like to see them get a happy ending. Yeah, we'll see. I also want them to be true to what a story would be. Agreed. Agreed. Which brings us to episode three, Shadows of Tantus. Again, Mount Tantus is a, a very important cloning facility, I think, in, in it's been a while since an heir to the Empire, uh, where they cloned Joris Saboeth, which was a a uh, Jedi clone in the book. Um so they're they're you know, this whole time they're taking Omega's blood, trying to make, you know, all these things. But and now let's say has been getting rid of it because she knows something about Omega. We always were waiting for this, right? We were waiting to find out why she's so important. What's 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 she carrying that's so important? I love how they do these little acrobatics to not say midi-chlorians. Yeah, well, they're scared. M count. M count. Exactly. I laughed at that. I actually laughed all out. I was like, M count. Yeah, well, yeah. we know she's force sensitive. Why are they scared? People, the pro- prequels have come come around. People don't get mad at that anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But let's jump into that for a second. For you know, the, the, why was Midichlorians created? Okay, it was the only device to show how powerful Anakin could be. Right. There was the only narrative way to say it because you, you can't just say. Well, he has more force power than somebody. Well, we don't know why. And and it, George Lucas never said that midichlorians are the force. It's just somebody that tends to be closer to tapping into the force has more of them for some reason genetically. So it, it was just a simple device to say when they say words like, well, that's off the chart. That's more than Master Yoda. Like it just tells everybody that this person has the potential to be extremely strong but it doesn't mean they have the force. Like if no one teaches them how to use it, he may, as they showed in Phantom Menace, he was using the force, but didn't know it. Right. I don't know. I still think many clans are fucking stupid. It is dumb in a way, like, because we just didn't want to talk about it or, or right. like get into the religion, I guess, of the force. But it was just a device to show the potential and how strong it was. It's a bad device. Well, what else could there be? You have more. You don't force need power. anything. The force is supposed to be a mystery anyway, right? Uh, so what? If I say okay, it's still a mystery. Yes, you know what, Michael? You have DNA in you, and you have all these things that we named right down to. Adam. It still doesn't explain anything. We just gave it a fucking name. Yeah, but it's still stupid. No, but I mean, even to us, like we can, we can say what we want, but we just named it just to comfort ourselves. No different than we named something Zeus at one time. No, I know, but at least with DNA, you can go. Okay, you have a. Greater propensity for, you know, a sickle right. cell. In the so area. what if it's just midichlorians is the word for DNA? But it's not. But it is in that world. But it's not. It is in that world. If they say DNA, like, oh, what are they? Are they on Earth? You, no, you don't want to use too many earthly. You don't want to use. Explained it was this uh, uh, microorganism or some shit. What's there. DNA? We don't know. What's our soul? We don't know. We just give it yeah, words. Now you're being a Star Wars apologist. No, no, I'm with you. I get it. At the t- I mean, at the time, I'm just talking it through. I, I see where you're coming from, but you know, you can't polish a turd. And that <laughs> I don't know. Is a, turd. a stupid idea. I get what you're explaining, and I get 
the thought process behind it. And I see what George is trying to do by trying to come up with a way to quantify the fact that someone had a lot of potential for the force. But I don't think it's something that should be quantifiable. Well, it's not your story. It's his. That's <laughs> I mean, fine. So he, he, he's decided it can be. Well, George is not always right. Well, it's his universe. Not it's anymore. the man I want. Well, no, not when that came out, though. It was. Yeah. Anywho, she has an M count that blends with clones easily, which is what they were trying to figure out, right? Without destroying the other sample. They're trying to blend exactly. blend uh, this to another clone, which could be what we think is Project Necromancer, where we heard of that in The Mandalorian. Episode three. Mandalorian. No, no. Yeah, but they also mentioned in this episode. Yeah, this episode. I thought you meant like uh, the prequel, the sequel era. No, 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 no. Sorry. They mentioned right. it. Oh, sorry. No, they, that's what I mean. They mentioned it here, but we've already heard about that before yes. this episode. Yeah. So it's connect. It's starting to bring the fibers together. It's fine, but I. Listen, they're doing their best. They're making an interesting story, but unfortunately, they got to jump through all these damn hoops to somehow make the, or try to make the comment or <laughs> the whole thing from. Do it. Uh, Say it. Somehow Palpatine returned. Right. It's so fucking stupid and it's a terrible way to put it. And yet. We're getting three seasons of this and references in Mandalorian. Detroit. Well, I guess I guess it's fortunate or unfortunate that the ending's been written. So you have to kind of start doing that. You can't like go way up here because that even makes it makes somehow Palpatine returned even worse. I get it. it and, is and, and you him. can tie it to the, the the prequels where he's he he was searching for eternal life more than Anakin was. Right. So it, it does match. Like, you, you can build the bridge between being in the last one. It's just the way they did it was so fucking half-assed and bad yes. that they didn't they didn't have a plan. If we, if we you know, I, what they should have done. Boy, this is really going down some deep root here. Snoke should have never been Snoke. It should have been a young guy that resembles a little bit of Palpatine and not some old guy decrepit emperor looking thing and 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 that would have been actually a clone of palpatine about that and then that person actually it's almost like you're redoing episode one two three with the sequels and yeah. and you know what i mean and you're bring, instead of bringing anakin he brought kylo which is a grandson of anakin doing it all over again knowing it's a skywalker right. trying to do the same which yes it, it's echoes of the past but it would have been better than fucking snoke I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. Where this leads up, again, is stupid. But the story they're now writing behind it gets to that point. Okay, I like it. Okay, it's okay. We'll see. I like yeah. it. I, I I liked it in the Mandalorian. I liked it in this because I has already said, uh, Hemlock is a. You know, I hate him, and he's makes for a compelling story. So I'm liking the story they're telling. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm enjoying the journey much more than where I know the destination is going to be. Oh, I totally agree with that. So, yeah, 
the journey is much more fun. And oftentimes the journey is more fun. How do you like when Hemlock tells the people around him, almost like what Vader says, well, you know, the emperor's not quite as forgiving as I, (laughs) I mean, and you're eating, he said, it's gotta be some, you know, something the emperor tells everybody to say. (laughs) It just shows how, what control the emperor has that all the people that, you know, make his inner circle and downward, they all, they all use him as basically the, the boogeyman. Yeah. 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 But he comes in and he shows the facility. The facility is a lot like the, the Exegol. Yeah. Kind of area. Um, yeah. I, I liked getting, I liked this third episode a lot because a well Palpatine and I'm always for Ian McDiarmid, uh in there, but um, it's just kind of nice to show like here, here's the emperor. Here's where the empire is going now. Here's what we, you know, we, we were, we were shown some pretty cool stuff. And, but by the way, like, but he doesn't fuck around the emperor. He's like coming in. Let me see shit. Then he's gone. Not even a fucking dinner. Don't take him like nothing. Like stay overnight. It's like, I'm just going to get my shuttle. Go check out clone of me. Yeah, we don't know what's in are shorter than uh, Tarkin's. I, I will say that, you know, good on him as a CEO to not have uh, long, stupid meetings. It's very quick to the point and knows what he wants. Like, that's, well, that's like, the whole point of this project, the necromancer. Uh, project is basically get me clones so I can live forever, bitch. Yeah. Yes. So. So as long as they're doing that, he's happy. Keep going. And yeah, he basically said, "You got a blank check. Do what you got to do." Yeah, but I, you know, letting Omega go better than blowing up the ship, obviously. But how the now the Emperor's be pretty happy. So maybe that's maybe Hemlock won't be long for losing the one vial right right i mean they're gonna find a solution we know that because somehow palpatine returned uh they will but maybe but it's but it's not now so something's gonna happen to destroy this stuff because they have to find it out later because it doesn't i mean because by the time you get to uh what was the the doctor's name from mandalorian oh i don't remember that was trying to figure out um so yeah, he's. I mean, he didn't even get close trying to get it from Grogu, right? So something happens if they don't get that close. So it's you know, and you're talking after Return of the Jedi there. So not much progress is made between, and then it's brought up in what season three when when um um what's his face the bad guy Giancarlo? Oh, um, Moff. Uh... Yeah, Moff Gideon. I mean that that was his whole thing too, cloning himself with the Force with Metaclorians. Yep. To to be the ultimate Mandalorian slash, you know, him slash Force. With the dark saber. With the dark saber. He wanted it all. He wanted. He was close. I like him. So I mean that, and it was still wasn't perfected. So no. we don't know what will happen here. What will get out. Well, we do have 12 more episodes. So even though I said earlier, you know, they are dumping a chunk. I, I, I thought I didn't realize how long the season was. So I guess dropping a fifth year season is not too bad. No, the 26. I, I still am amazed that within 24 minutes, how much story you get. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. They just find a way to pack the right amount of story in there. But I will say, obviously, I haven't seen them yet. But the fact that we have 15 total episodes, 12 more to go has me worried that 
We're going to see some more fillers. There will be. That said, knowing that this was the end, I'm hoping they're a little bit more, I guess, concise. We're heading towards that finale. Well, we know Ventress is coming. Is that going to be? Is she going to be a, a bounty hunter to try and find her? Will she turn back? Are we, are we going to see Boba Fett somewhere? Something tells me right. we might with Daniel Logan as a voice. Like, why is he voicing anybody at all? Right. Interesting. Um, will uh, I would love to see, Will Boba Fett run into Omega? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, I don't Let's know. Bring all the clones. Let's bring them all. Well, they're going to run into more clones. Maybe that's how Ventress comes back. Maybe she's a clone. No, she's not. She's a witch sister. Yeah, but they can clone anyone they want. All they need is material. <laughs> oh, you mean she's an actual clone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meet like uh, one of the clones. No, like, no, no. I'm just saying, anyway. if they're trying to perfect the process, why not test Let's it? Try this one because that would be a good test to say, okay. Can we make someone that's force sensitive? Well, let's try this one. Well, we'll see. Okay, that's interesting. That could happen. I, I don't know anything. I'm just throwing that out there because she seemed to be pretty dead, right? Well, we don't know. We read the book. I didn't read the book. That's a book thing. And we already established. Well, I did before the episode started. Books aren't real. Right. So, yeah, that didn't happen in anything visual. It happened in a book. I get that Lucasfilm and Lucas Books or whatever I want to call all this stuff, all these books and comics canon, and they are until they're not. Correct. It's just like Star Trek. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. So you've got uh, a helped escape from Nalase giving the data pad. They've got, I love how the episode used the turning of the vials as the clock. That was uh, pretty good. It was pretty nice. Um, we'll build the tension. Build the tension up. You've got them escaping. Where the the funny difference in role play there is that you know Omega's almost giving up, saying, "Oh, I screwed everything up." And that's when Crosshair goes the other way and says, you, "We got this far, didn't we? Why couldn't you got us this far? We got out, so we can get out." Like it's just a nice little. Yeah. He didn't want her to really lose all her hope. So there's something there with Crosshair that that uh, will protect her. He may not feel like he's one of the bad batch, but he. He's not necessarily redeemed for what he's done, but no. he knows that he got screwed by the Empire, Empire and he's not. he has no love for them. No. Yeah. I don't know that he... I don't know that he'll run off and join the Rebellion, but I, I can understand that he's like... He has no desire to help the Empire anymore. Correct. Yeah, he'd been burned pretty bad. And we all knew that Batcher was going to help at the end. Like, that's that's so... Oh, we knew that was coming. I, mean, I, liked, was I still liked it. Yeah, of course. That's when that's what you're expecting. Just yeah. like when uh in episode two this season, whether they, they first go in that place and they're walking through it and they, they pan the camera up and there's a big window, like there's a big open area. I'm like, Oh, they're gonna get rescued there. Oh yeah. From the ship. Like, come on, you know that's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So but uh, I I enjoyed episode. I I enjoyed all three of them. I see them all as slightly f- act one, even though it's got a lot much much longer. I mean, they've got the names of all these episodes. It'd be interesting to understand what the Calvary has arrived is, which is the last one. It's going to be the rebellion, or is it just the last bast of the clones? And a is this a clone war with stormtroopers? No, no, I think which would make well. Which would make it 
sound differently as the Clone Wars. True, true. Um, cavalry has arrived. I read that as uh, Rex coming with the rebellion, and then some way them kind of really canonizing the fact that that old dude on Return of the Jedi is actually this happens before Rebel. It happens before the rebellion's made. Right, but it's the start. I think it might just be the clones themselves only, though. Not, not, not like the, not like you know, what was that group from Solo? Um, Sang, Alan Sang. I can't remember what the name of the group was. Right. That, uh, anyways, that he helped out at the end with the coaxium. Yeah, but they were they were basically a cell of the rebellion. Remember, the rebellion right? Because there did, was no rebellion; it was just well, there, there were cells. Yeah. So, I think we're going to see a cell, and it's going to be Rex. Yeah, we know that. We know Rex is be part of this because you know Rex gets the Return of the Jedi. So, it still has not been confirmed, has it? I think no. everyone just thinks that's. The, that's I think the, it has slightly been confirmed. How do you slightly confirm something? I don't know. I think well, <laughs> well Pablo Pablo forget his name, Pablo, something from Star Wars Continuity that runs the Continuity Center. Oh, that's right. Pablo D.A. I can't remember his name. It was Pablo something. Um, so, yeah. They are escaped. They got away. Hemlock let them go. They're out in space. Now, what if the Bad Batch arrive here after they already left? That would be... Or will they connect in the next episode quicker than we think? Will they be back together or will it be chasing them around? I think we want to see episode five is called The Return. I think it has something to happen around then. Maybe. This might be a filler one, the different approach. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You think that's it for Palpatine for the series? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think so. He, he's a good bad. I mean, he's. I don't think so because I think Omega is ultimately going to get away. Which means Palpatine's gonna have to show up and tell Hemlock, "You're done." Over under on Vader coming in this series. I say no Vader. No Vader at all. No. If Vader would have shown up, I think. Well, my first reaction was, "Well, Palpatine showed up in no Vader," but he wants as few people to know about this as possible. So maybe that's why he didn't know. You know. Right. Ventress. Yeah, Ventress coming. We know Maul. No. I don't think we'll see them all. I think we might. I think we might. To set him up to where he goes to, why he's why we see him in Rebels. Possibly, but we really last time saw him was, uh, you know, in uh, the Clone Wars. I don't think we haven't seen him yet in the Bad Batch, so. No, we haven't. Doesn't mean we can't. What's your thought about Thrawn? That's a tough one because I'm going to go Nothron because at this point he's still working his way up the ranks. I um, think we have a more than 50% chance of seeing Thrawn. Really? Okay. Well, we'll I mean, see. I mean, just me. I, I think so. Cause just cause of Tantus, Mount Tantus. Like, I just don't know why you put that in there without him. Something around for people like you that knew it immediately. Go, oh, right. I get it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. So, I don't know. Overall, overall, did you like it? Yeah, yeah. It's worth worth your time. 
yeah, like I said, I obviously trailed off with season two. I'm glad I jumped back in. Those last three episodes were fun, and I felt engaged with these three episodes. Does this mean I'll watch it every week? Well, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it doesn't have filler episodes like episode or season two had, so I kind of just trail off. Right. Um, but being that this is the final season, I'm hoping for a tighter season that keeps my interest more. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just hoping this isn't the last piece of animation for Lucasfilm. It's not. It's I, I really hope not. More. I really enjoy it. I think there's just less baggage. There's less, I don't know, worry. I mean, I really like would not mind if if they did more animation and less live action. Just be great with live action. Like, I don't know. Make all your Disney Plus shows animation and don't worry about trying to, I don't, I don't know, trying to be <laughs> film film quality on TV. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm probably way in the minority. Um, but. You know, I will say this. Uh, yes, there are some of the Disney shows that were pretty, you know, pretty damn good. But, you know, like the first two seasons of Mandalorian. But for the most part, I mean... I would say their animation is stronger. It's it's more controlled, I think. I don't know. I mean, I like this live stuff. Like, I liked Obi-Wan. I know people didn't like it, but I liked it. There's problems, but I liked it. I like Andor a lot. I like man, two seasons of Mandalorian. I like all three seasons of The Mandalorian, even though season three had some spots I didn't like. Right. And, and Boba Fett was good for two episodes. You know? One and a half, maybe? Maybe more. There's a lot of things I did like, and I like seeing Cad Bane, and I like, like, there was actually a few good episodes. Yeah. It's just, just I like seeing Cad Bane too, but it just I, had I some to show big, just to be killed. It just had big. He's not dead. It just had big problems. <laughs> okay. Cad Bane will be in Bad Batch too, by the way. Well, yeah, he's still alive then. No, they showed it. It was in a preview. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that's why Bounty Hunter. He and they worked together, Ventress and him, for a while. Got it. So there you go. Well. I have nothing more to add, Michael. What uh, if you have nothing more to add? How can people tell us what they think of episodes one, two, and three of season three, Bad Batch? Well, if you liked them or if you didn't like them, just let us know what you think. You can find us uh, on Twitter. I'm sorry, I still won't call it X. You find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Threads, all at Kybercast. Or if uh, Facebook is more your style, we have both a group and a page at the Kybercast. And if you'd like to help out the show, check out patreon.com slash kybercast. And if you really want to help out the show, smash that subscribe button on your podcatcher and YouTube now. Last episode is on YouTube. You can go check it out. I don't know if you'd want to, but it's there. Look at uh, search the kybercast on YouTube and our episodes will be streaming there. Um, Tell your friends that can find us in pretty much any podcatcher. Or go to our website. Our website has all of the audio podcasts loaded there in each blog post. And they can check out some merch. So We've got Bad Batch next week. And I don't know what else will come up between now and then. Unless Michael has an idea. I always have ideas. Yeah. Usually not till Wednesday or Thursday. Right. <laughs> i got to do some more geek stuff because I just don't feel like I catch up with Michael. He's winning. Maybe because all his books are... In or audio. I no. <laughs> Funny though. Funny. All right. Until next week, though, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.